We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. Welcome to the show. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for today and most days on The Core. Hey, an exciting announcement is that our good friend Rick Green, which you've heard host The Core before, uh, he's going to begin doing some regular hosting for us. I say regular, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. He's going to be hosting The Core um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays beginning next week, beginning the month of May. And uh, Rick Green is our good friend over at Patriot Academy. He founded the Torture Freedom Foundation, and they do excellent work. It's uh, not beyond Rick or beyond myself to say he's a constitutional scholar. and knows the Constitution fro- forward and backwards. And uh, so he's going to be hosting The Core on occasion uh, in my place. So I'm going to be passing the mic over to Rick. Uh, a couple of days a week. So that's an exciting announcement for the core. And for those who don't know, some of you do, um, I'm, I wear multiple hats here at the ministry. I host the core each weekday for an hour. I am also vice president of operations. Operations, we have a annual revenue of about 25 to $30 million, depending on what year. We have 130 full-time staff members, and then we have dozens of independent contractors um, we do several things, not just myself, we as a team here at AFA. Uh, so I wear that hat. That's my second hat that I wear. And I'm also public policy analyst. <laughs> that's my third hat. That's just what I get paid for. And then I'm a dad of four boys under four years old. Uh, four boys, my oldest is four, so four under five technically. Um, I have Luke, Samuel, Andrew, and my newborn, about 10 weeks old. His name's Isaac. Uh, and then, of course, I'm a husband. I'm a deacon at my local church. I teach Sunday school, and I teach Wednesday night classes at our church as well. And I mow my yard in between all of that. <laughs> I mow my yard in between all of that and do any other chores that need tending to. Uh, so just to give you a little backgrounder of, of my plate here. And so Rick's going to jump in and do a great job twice a week. And then I'll be on with you Mondays, Wednesdays, and most Fridays. I'll try to be live uh, here on the core. And when Rick can't be in, well, you'll have me. I'll be in when Rick can't be in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, jumping into our scripture for the week, we're in Psalm chapter 20. Man, Psalm is just full of wisdom, full of wisdom. And you have to remember the context, remember the time that this was written. Uh, this is Old Testament, or some call First Testament, and um, this is this is a a people, God's people, that were still up operating under the law. All right, still operating the, under the law. The prophecy. I'm I'm sorry. The Messiah had been prophesied. Of course, we know that Jesus uh, existed from the beginning with God the Father, along with the Helper, the Azir, the Holy Spirit. Um, but we have the, but this is pre, the Messiah 
walking the earth in human form. All right, so we're operating under the Old Testament. We're operating under the law. That's the context of reading the Old Testament, all right? So as Christians, we have to put things in context, and that helps us better interpret, better understand the Word of God. Psalm chapter 20, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Remember, Old Testament, sacrifices. The, uh, the cleansing of sins and unrighteousness was done through, through uh, burnt offerings. May he grant you your heart's desires and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation. And in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven. Remember this theme here. I talked last week about the holy hill. Well, now the psalmist describes it as God's holy heaven. With the saving might of his right hand, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They, talking about the enemies, collapse and fall. But we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. Uh, Two things. Well, one thing I want to point out that I pointed out early in the week is that the psalmist says that some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. In, in today's society and all throughout human history, it's been convenient, if you will, or easy is another word, to lean on to trust in mere flesh. I mean, how often are we comforted, comforted by something that is not divine? How often are we comforted by things of the world? And it's not that we can't find some sense of peace and comfort and understanding in fellow man, especially brothers and sisters in Christ. That's a good thing. But our ultimate form of peace and understanding and satisfaction is found in Jesus Christ. That's where our first, that's where our primary sense of peace and understanding, our our firm foundation, as the Scripture describes it, should be found in Jesus Christ, in the holy words of God our Father. And uh, that's where we should find our peace. And then with that, we can find peace with man. Once we have peace with God, we can then have peace with our fellow uh, man. That's Psalm chapter 20. Jumping into our stories for the day, I brought in a couple of days ago, I mentioned that these um, these major tech corporations, and I'll just name them off, Netflix, Twitter, Apple, Alphabet, i.e. Google, Meta, and Amazon, which is Meta used to be Facebook. These, uh, I mentioned that these corporations, the vast majority of their employees donate to Democrats. So I mentioned that in passing. I didn't even bring in the numbers. I think I threw out some roundabout numbers. But I decided to go ahead and bring in these uh, these numbers for you today on the show. The source of this data is from Open Secrets, and it's a website that studies all the FEC, Federal Election Commission, numbers or data that comes in from campaign reporting. 
But let's just look at Netflix and we'll work our way down. At Netflix, 99.35% of their donations went to Democrats. This is employees that work at the corporation. 99.35% of campaign donations that came from Netflix employees went to Democrats. Twitter, number two, 98.33% of Twitter employees that donated to political candidates in the 2020 election cycle, 98% of those donations went to Democrats. Apple, 87%. Alphabet, Google, Alphabet, Google, same thing, 85%. Facebook, 81%. Amazon, 69%. So none of these top six even had over 50% donating to Republicans. And when I talked about a zero-sum game Monday, this is what I'm talking about. Twitter might be taken over by Elon Musk. They verbally agreed to the terms and conditions of the deal, but the deal hasn't closed yet. It'll be months before that deal closes. Can you imagine? Like it takes you weeks to close on your house. Can you imagine trying to close on a $44 billion purchase of Twitter? Yes, it will take months, and that's with dozens of attorneys working on it. So that deal hasn't closed yet, but even with the terms verbally agreed upon between Musk and the Twitter board, the left is in a frenzy. They're losing it. They're losing their mind. Their heads are spinning. They don't know what to do. How dare Twitter possibly be turned over to someone who doesn't agree with us on every single issue of the day? So one of dozens of major multi-billion dollar multinational corporations, one of the dozens, if not hundreds, might get its reins turned private and handed over to Elon Musk, and the left just can't take it because they want it all. They used to say the phrase, live and let live. Boy, was that a lie. And some Christians bought it. They took the bait. Live and let live. Let's just... Don't bother them. They won't bother us. Are you kidding me? Uh, these these folks, the, the enemies of God, are always going for the jugular. They're always going for the full court press, and they are the team that's up by 50, and they keep scoring over and over again, and they love seeing their enemies suffer. They love seeing their opponents suffer. So next time... Um, you uh, get your feelings hurt because Florida wants to eliminate Disney's special tax privilege because they're a corporate bullying corporation that are benefiting from the people of Florida, even though they diss the citizens of Florida. Uh, don't get upset about that, all right? Don't get upset about that. Uh, we can't play and fight with kid gloves. We've got to be adults. We've got to be mature, and we have to under- understand who our enemy is from a Uh, fleshly and spiritual uh, perspective. The numbers I mentioned yesterday, I I had to to cover this quick. I'm trying to put a bow on some of these topics, some of these cans I opened up, or these boxes I opened up, if we're talking about bows. Um, This is the numbers out of Mexico's drug war. You heard the numbers right. I'll say them again. 
uh, since 2007. So from the time frame 2007 to, let's see when this ends, uh, when this was published. Okay, so this is published in 15. So about an eight-year gap. From 2007 to 2015, in Afghanistan, twenty. this is a war zone, mind you, 21,000 civilians were killed in Afghanistan during the eight-year period from 07 to 15. In Iraq, 81,000 civilians were killed. In Mexico, during the same time frame, during the same time period, 164,000 civilians were killed as a result of Mexico's drug war. So we have a war zone very nearby, and I'm not talking Ukraine. I'm talking Mexico. Somewhere I could drive and be there probably tomorrow afternoon at the latest. Just on our southern border, during an eight-year period, 164,000 civilians murdered, killed as a result of the drug war. More than Iraq and Afghanistan combined during the same period. So to bring it all in perspective, to bring it all in perspective, if you are concerned about what's going on domestically, if you're concerned about the drug war and the cartels in Mexico, if you're concerned about the government overreach by Trudeau in Canada, and you're more or equally concerned about those issues compared to Ukraine and Russia, you're justified. Factually, historically, statistically, in every other category, your concerns about domestic and near-country issues, near-border issues, are, are validated. They're, they're validated not because of emotions or not because of what CNN says, but because of what the numbers say. Because of what the numbers say. So there's a verse in Scripture, multiple, about caring for your own flock, about caring for your own household. America must get her house in order before we can start telling other countries how they need to get their house in order too. We'll talk more about this after the break. AFA at the core. Don't forget to check out the website, AFR.net. You can listen live and listen to past shows. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. My name is Abraham Hamilton III and this is the Hamilton Minute. The 128th Psalm explains that it is the individual who's been transformed by the power of God who then builds the transformed family. Transformed families build transformed churches. Transformed churches build transformed communities. And transformed communities impact the broader society. The way forward in America is repentance and living locally. Focus intensely on your families, your local church, and your local community. What goes on in your house is far more important than what happens in the White House. Great Commission execution must begin in Jerusalem. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. When your girl discovers a new passion like playing the piano, she's likely to turn to the internet for inspiration. But yikes! Her search results in dozens of video clips of child prodigies and suddenly she feels inadequate and wants to quit. Nothing spoils your hopes and dreams like an internet search, am I right? We all fall victim to comparison, but online comparison is especially dangerous. Why? Because the internet's benchmark for success is being the world's very best. If we allow our girls to compare themselves to internet superstars, how will they ever allow themselves to explore the gifts and talents God has given them? Remind your girl that being the best in the world is not the goal, but being her very best self is. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. In studio with me is my brother Wesley Wildman. Wesley, welcome back to the Core. Hey, glad to be on the Core. Glad to have you in with us. We're going to cover Commandments 9 and 10. We're going to wrap up our study of the Ten Commandments that we've been doing in recent weeks. Before we jump to that, Wesley, I want to play this clip of Senator Marco Rubio and uh, what he's talking about here. He's talking about the reliance on China. He's been talking about this, several other leaders in our country, myself. We've been warning about the heavy, heavy reliance, the addiction to Chinese goods, Chinese services, Chinese supply chain. Uh, Let's listen to Senator Marco Rubio. This is clip four. I've got one more question for you, though, as well, Senator, I guess on behalf of Brian Kilmeade. You have an op-ed at foxbusiness.com, and the title is China's COVID lockdowns will create a new supply chain crisis. We're feeling the pinch on inflation. The supply chain crisis really never rectified it. You're saying it could get even worse? This will be the worst. I mean, Shanghai is the world's busiest port uh, uh, and export facility. I mean, and I think what this is a reminder of is something I've been talking about since 2019, before the pandemic. We buy too much stuff from China. We've got to stop doing that. Buy it from other places, make it in America. But you see how Russia's cutting off Poland from yeah. natural gas? That's what they'll do to us on a host of things, on a host of things, including medicine. We depend too much on China. We have to stop doing that and start making more things here in America. Well, Wesley, um, if your enemy, if you have two options to purchase your weekly necessities, you can either buy from an ally or buy from a foe, buy from an enemy, or buy from your friend, which one are you going to do? 
Yeah, that's a <laughs> difficult question. Let me sit here and ponder <laughs> that for a second. No, seriously, you don't. I mean, this is not a complicated thing. Unfortunately, I'm a because y'all help me. I'm gonna try not to stay. I'm gonna try to stay are away you from gonna, pessimism. Are you, you going to defend Biden here? No, I'm no. I'm gonna try to stay as far. <laughs> Away from pessimism, I can't. But let me be pessimistic for a little bit, and then I'll be positive. Okay, right. pessimistic side, or the or the negative or the bad part here, that the elephant in the room is that both parties have a problem with the addiction of cash flow and money, and so that's the reason why it's the under. It's like nobody wants to talk about that, but it's that obvious. Mm. If it wasn't for the cheap labor and and it wasn't for the 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 those you know you scratch my back I scratch yours the politics side of things yeah the, from a strategic standpoint what we have done over the last thirty or forty years with depending upon China for all things is stupid yes because you want to you want to have a a relate I do think from a from a uh, national standpoint to have a relationship of some kind with different countries is a good idea sure uh, but being dependent upon other mm. countries. Uh, to to the degree that we have in all areas is just unwise. Uh, it's not smart. Uh, it, I don't care how nice one particular administration or leadership is of a country during their during their reign versus yeah. another. It, tra- it transitions and changes. Uh, but just from a strategy standpoint, we've all anybody. Uh, I say anybody. Most people. We were. I was. I was born to be independent to take care of to take care of the things that you get into work and to earn mm. and if you're dependent upon somebody else you know back to your point and in, in the the tongue-in-cheek question you asked then then at some point let's say that person had a bad day mm. let's say that let's just or let's say they quit doing their job i mean there's all kind of things yeah i'm, I'm not just assuming any one thing right there's all kind of reasons that could come up pandemic Mm. I mean, just like Marco Rubio said there, and so our uh, war, war. Um, so you know, you're right, Wesley, about it being mostly about or all about money from a from a from a U.S. standpoint. Because right. what what's happened here is China, because they're a communist country, they control the economy mm-hmm. and they control companies. They're all basically government run. And what they do is they they tell the U.S. and U.S. based corporations. Hey, if you want access to our market, which right. is billions of yep. people, then you play by our rules. Right. And if you don't play by our rules, we will cut you off mm-hmm. from the Chinese market, which companies like the NBA and others are making hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars off of the Chinese market. That's right. Uh, so it's really we've really become uh, drunk on Chinese money and Chinese goods and services, and it's really a bad place to be. Yeah, so we need to be looking for companies – and administrations and those and potential uh, candidates that will uh, put China in their proper place. Mm-hmm. And now, and in some cases, it may be completely uh, severing yourself from them in certain areas. Especially it may be everything like critical areas, yeah, critical like medicine areas, or uh, national security matters. Yeah, so get we've got to find somebody, uh, a, a group of people, administrative people. Both in politics, both in the and both in the and the workforce as well, mm-hmm. um, to and in the economy that's willing to, uh, again get everything back in order like like Black Trump was doing. Yes, um, good point. His like he and his administration was doing mm-hmm. at the time. Well, Commandments nine and ten is what we have remaining, Wesley. Let's jump jump into that. Yeah, let's jump into that. Hey, I just want to remind us, you know, as we've gone through the commandments. 
there's always that tension that we have when looking at what God's asking us, or not asking us, what, what God is commanding us to do with that of our eternal salvation. And just to remind us, we understand that we're not saved by works. We get this from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. We're not saved by works, but we are sanctified by the commandments, by following what God's asked us to, or commanded us to do, asked us to do. And therefore, there's a really good quote from Adrian Rogers, in which I've uh, learned over the years that were memorized, and I'd like to share that with us. And that's that if we let someone under the law do more than we do under grace, then it's a disgrace to grace. And that's just a reminder that, yes, we're certainly saved by our um, by, by grace through faith, no doubt. But as, as a result of our salvation, as a result of what God has done for us, we're compelled out of love and, and just wanting to serve and, and, and to we're wanting to give back to God all that he's done for us in a way that we turn out to follow these commandments in two ways. We follow them because our hearts turn that way. And then when there's when Satan's attacking us and confusing us and making us feel like what's going on here, why are we doing this? Then we just persevere. Mm. So we do it most of the time because we know it's the right thing to do and it's not a problem because we're saved. And then when it's difficult and Satan's tricking us or putting us in a situation, we at that point learn that we know that, look, I'd rather obey God than man and we're going to do what God says, even if it doesn't feel right or we're being tricked. And so I just want to remind us as, we st- as we've looked at th- through the commandments, um, these are do's and don'ts from God, and th- that's the reason for them. So mm. uh, with that said, the seventh commandment here, it says, And you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Some of the sins that are prohibited from uh, the ninth commandment, and there's a whole long list of them, but I'll just list off three or four of them. From Luke chapter 3, you get false accusations of others. So a sin that's prohibited in the ninth commandment is not to bear false accusation against another. Another one would be we should not be calling evil good and good evil. Mm. We should not be forging anything, no forgery. You get that from First Kings chapter 21. Uh, another thing, we should not be distorting truth into something that is of wrong meaning. Mm. So we shouldn't give what we, some people would call partial truth, which is not truth. Right. But um, And, of course, obviously slander is a, is a huge thing that we get from here. There's a sin that's prohibited in the ninth commandment. So ultimately, um, we should, one of the, well, ultimately from the ninth commandment is honesty. That's what we get. We should be honest. We should defend truth. And we should we should promote it. That means both in our private life and in our personal life. You know, when this this applies across the board, Walker. When we go into the voting booth, when we go into uh, Walmart, when we go into uh, our families, when we get home, you know, we should constantly be looking through the lens of things through wanting to promote things in an honest and a in a truthful manner. So. Defending truth is a duty. The duties that we get from the ninth commandment is defending truth, speaking truth to our neighbors, uh, speaking out against sinful behavior in society, and we get that from Isaiah 58 because it's very important. Yeah, and we we all remember, at least uh, those who were raised in Christian households, mm-hmm. um, how we were told often that it's it's best to tell the truth. Yeah, it's best even if you've done wrong. It's sure. best to go ahead and confess what you've done. Yeah. Suffer the consequences and push through mm-hmm. onto the other side, and hopefully not uh, repeat the same mistakes again. But Wesley, it's amazing 
fascinating to think how many of our world's problems, and this this is the case with all of the commandments, how many of the world's problems could be prevented mm-hmm. or solved if we, as humans, did not bear false witness Witness. against our neighbors. You're exactly right. And I think back, um, and and let me speak specifically specifically to the Christian here too, because when you, this is something that I learned as a, that I learned, I may have known, okay, but I didn't really apply until later on in my Christian life as I became uh, just more and more mature in my faith. And that's this, Walker. We need to be able to, in, in the same thread and the same tone in which we're talking about this we also need to be also be quick to forgive other people mm-hmm. who, who, who are seeking forgiveness you know they recognize what they've done wrong and you yeah. and you forgive them because um our, our intentions our heart is 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 that we have been forgiven as mm. christians we've been times forgiven seven yeah 70 times seven uh and so we don't so let this let this commandment for the christian let this be a reminder to be quick to forgive those who have done wrong Knowing that we have done wrong um, before at times, and so well, we also and, need and, the same and one last one last thing I'll add to that when we we'll move on. Are we are we moving on to uh, nine or ten? We'll move on to ten. Okay, I got one uh, thing to add, and then we'll move on. So yeah, the go. last thing I'll say is that as part of as part of forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, as believers, we also need to know and learn how to ask for forgiveness. Yep. If we have wronged someone... Full circle here. Yeah, we need to own up to our mistake, ask for forgiveness. You know, there's this mentality, well, we'll just move on. Yeah, no, you know, no, no, Tomorrow's no. a new day. Yeah. No, if you've wronged someone, yep. if there are hard feelings, if yep. you've done something wrong, you need to verbally apologize to that person. Yeah. That's where reconciliation can occur. And personally, I don't have the Bible verse in front of me here, but I know it's in there. I would be as specific as possible because I believe that... And confessing your sin and being specific about that sin only uh, helps uh, as medicine for your soul, yeah. but also confirms to the person across from you that you understand that what you did was wrong. So, Absolutely. Uh, last thing on uh, the Ninth Commandment, uh, if we were to look at real closely at the principles or the rights that are presented in the Ninth Commandment, you will find freedom of speech and honesty or seeking truth are two principles that are affirmed in the ninth commandment that is freedom of speech and honesty is affirmed in the ninth commandment the 10th commandment says this with the remaining time that we got it says this it says you shall not covet your neighbor's house wife or his male or female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's you know walker that's one of the uh biggest what what was one of an issue that i had for for, for myself growing up and um i guess around uh high school and college days um and living in america you know we're super super blessed i've had the um uh the privilege of traveling to different parts of the country and places that are not as financially and economically and and human rights yeah. as advanced or as are biblically principle of base is America and mm-hmm. I tell you what Walker uh, it's easy at times to become uncontent with mm-hmm. things because we're constantly wanting more but the principle that we learned from the 10th commandment is a reminder of being content which is why there's a sin here there's several sins that are prohibited here in the 10th commandment one is that we should be uh, we should not be discontent with the place that God has put us mm-hmm. we should not be envy or jealous jealous and um, being, we should not become angry at the success or frustration with the success with other people's success. Yeah, and that's that's really uh, what is uh, 
the Democrat Party and those who are for socialism and communism yes. and that's where I was and, going. Quote forgiving student loan debt, which is yes. a whole topic for a segment. Um, it's really folks all driven yes. in sin. It it's is. all rooted in sin, and Absolutely. that is coveting other people's possessions, 100%. coveting other people's finances, and then wanting the same thing but without having to put in the work. Yep. All right. So that's why I, I, I make it clear when I talk about. Uh, you know, tax the rich or billionaires, that there is nothing wrong biblically. As a matter of fact, there's good mm-hmm. in being wealthy. It's a sign that you're a hard worker, that you've been diligent, or that your family has much success from a worldly standpoint uh, and possibly from a biblical standpoint. But simply being wealthy financially is not an evil or bad thing. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it can be used for good, Wesley. Yeah, yeah. M- money is, is uh, what we amoral. Would, yeah, it would be amoral. So it could be either used for good. I remember the guy that bought Jesus' tomb, was? they said he was extremely rich. He was mm-hmm. very wealthy. Wow. And he went out of his way, took his money, and, and bought, bought Jesus' tomb. So we should set our minds on things above, not the things of the earth, and remember that as a Christian— that we need to be concerned with the interests of others. We learned that from Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. And one of my favorite verses, and that's 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 appropriate for Christians to do, right? We all say favorite. I'll probably have another one more. <laughs> uh, I love the Scripture. I love God's Word. One of the ones that really ministers to me, it comes from Romans chapter 15, uh, or it's chapter 12, verse 15. Let me flip over to that. So chapter 12, verse 15, it says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And for the Christian from the 10th commandment about not coveting other of your neighbor's things, that reminds us too from a positive perspective. So you got the don't do this. Well, we got the do this. And the do this is to celebrate with those who have had victories, celebrate with those who have um, who've got a good job that they were praying for. You know, when God blesses one of your friends or answers a prayer request or, um, or shows up in a mighty way, uh, or like when 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 uh, when people have babies, hmm. when they have uh, when they have a, a new pastor come in, a ce- milestone. yeah, a milestone, celebrate with them, and then also be there for them when they go through challenging times. Because as Christians, we need to put others above ourselves, because that's what Jesus did for us. All right, Wesley, thanks for coming on, brother. Hey, I enjoyed it. Thanks for. I'm glad we wrapped up the Ten Commandments. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do next, maybe forward. Yeah. All right. Wesley Wildman, Vice President of Outreach here at American Family Association, and my blood and my brother. That's uh, noteworthy as well. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We have a special guest next segment. We have Mark Hancock, CEO of Trail Life USA. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The 
AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. It gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved me. We actually had one gentleman contact us, and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us, and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community, and this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same-sex-attracted couple contact us, and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what, and they said, please. Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit inhisimage.movie. Hey, what's up? This is Torrin Wells. Freedom from addiction is possible, and it starts when we help the people around us who are struggling. It starts with me, and it starts with you. I ended up losing everything to my drug addiction. I was just completely hopeless where I was looking over a bridge and I jumped. I was hospitalized, and I met a nurse that mentioned Teen Challenge, so I gave it a shot, and my life has been completely changed. God has completely restored my health and my relationship with Jesus has given me a sense of worth. I feel joyful. I feel like I have a purpose and I feel grateful to be alive. Stories like this happen every day and you have a part to play. If you know a teen or an adult stuck in addiction, Adult and Teen Challenge can help. 1-855-END-ADDICTION or teenchallengeusa.org. You're listening to American Family Radio. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. Our AFR app is on your app store. Our American Family Radio app is free on your app store. No gimmicks, no tricks. We're not the car dealership. You can go and download the app. Takes you two to three minutes. We're not going to haggle you. We're not going to chase you around the parking lot. You can download the app at your convenience. Takes you about two or three minutes. And uh, <clears throat> and you can download it, listen live to the core, or you can go catch past shows. We have the uh, show uploaded as a podcast uh, within about an hour after we finish the program here. So you can, if you miss part of it, maybe you missed a segment, you can uh, go back and listen at your convenience. You can forward it to friends and family, church members, so on and so forth. We're also live streaming on Facebook. Just go to the core Facebook page and you can uh, live stream the show, watch the video there as well. Well, I want to introduce with uh, uh, onto the core uh, Trail Life USA CEO Mark Hancock to talk a little about a little bit about their ministry and their work with youth um, boys around the country. Hey, uh, Mark, welcome to the core. Thanks, Walker. Yeah, Mark, glad to have you on the show. Hey, before we jump into an event you guys have coming up and and what it all involves, tell us a little bit about Trail Life USA. Just the Christ-centered, boy-focused, 
Hey, hey, Mark, we got a hard time hearing you here. Um, can you hear me? All right, we uh having issues of, yeah, we're having issues of Mark. We'll uh we'll try to pipe Mark back in on the board, and uh and get reconnected there with Mark. But Mark is CEO of Trail Life USA, and we've also had on John Stenberger, who is one of their board members, one of their founding members of Trail Life USA, and those folks do excellent, excellent work. And we've had on Patty Garibay. Uh, who is a founder and president of American Heritage Girls, and that's the the girls or the female uh, version of Trail Life USO. And this is this is a great alternative to uh, the Boy Scouts. Great alternative to the Boy Scouts because we know where the Boy Scouts have gone, and it's not not good at all. So uh, we'll talk with hopefully get Mark back on here in the next few minutes. Hey, uh, one story I wanted to mention, or one one project here at AFA that I wanted to mention. That is, is I just feel led to bring this up today on the show. I met someone just uh, this past past weekend in Dallas, Texas. I was there for a funeral, and we were uh, fellowshipping afterwards and uh, celebrating the life of Richard Ford. But I was uh, talking to an individual at someone's home, having refreshments, and uh, they were talking about this is this is a a. a an adult female, she's probably, I don't know, maybe in her 40s or, or, or later, but her, basically she said her dad struggles with gender dysphoria and i.e. moving on to transgenderism. And so I mentioned the In His Image project that we produced, and I just want to encourage our audience, those out there that have family members, have loved ones, have friends that struggle with any of the specific issues involving or revolving around human sexuality, how God created us in his image, male and female. If you know someone that struggles with that issue, that has a, has a struggle with that issue, has a thorn related to this issue, then go to inhisimage.movie. You heard it during the break a few minutes ago. Go to inhisimage.movie. You can watch it. We offer it's an hour and 43 minutes. You can offer it. You can watch it for free there. You can order DVDs, and it's on our streaming platform. So just watch that documentary. Share it with someone who's struggling uh, because it truly is an excellent God, Christ-centered way to minister to people who are struggling with their sexual identity. Jumping back to our guest here, let's try this again. Hey, Mark, are you there? I'm here, Walker. Can there. you hear me now? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Thank you, Mark. Sorry about that. Hey, uh, uh, tell our audience again a little bit about the work of Trail Life USA. Sure. Trail Life USA is a Christ-centered, boy-focused character leadership and adventure organization. We have boys in kindergarten through 12th grade, and they're organized in over 900 churches all over the country, about 40,000 of us. And it's what do you expect from an adventure organization? We have patrols and troops and hiking forms and handbooks and awards, a robust awards program, and boys are just enjoying that in a Christ-centered, uh, boy-focused environment. You know, this is so important that uh, Trail Life USA is 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 ministering and working and continues to succeed because, you know, with the downfall of the Boy Scouts and with uh, young men really needing uh, somewhere to fellowship with other young boys, with other young men, and then have the dads pitch in as well, the dads get to fellowship and we get to teach young men about life, about the gospel of Jesus Christ, about how to live a Christ-honoring life as a man. Uh, this is so, so encouraging. Hey, tell us about this um, nationwide campout. You guys have been doing this. This is going to be the third annual. Tell us about this nationwide campout. 
Yeah, well, we did it first in 2020, you know, during the COVID and the, and the highest part of the lockdown. You know, and boys in particular were struggling with, you know, I, I need to go out and do something. And, and so we launched a national campaign called the National Backyard Campout. We had over 12,000 families across the country register and say, we're going to camp out in our backyard. And we just ended that series with the National Backyard Campout and Movie, National Backyard Campout and Cookout. We had a number of events, and we've had tens of thousands of families participate. So this is our, our third year, and this weekend, it's the National Nationwide uh, Backyard Campout. And there's more information at trailoffusa.com. But we have, we're encouraging families to spend that time in the outdoors. They don't have to do something. They have to do a big deal. Because, you know, if they've just got a small tent or even if they don't, if they just want to make it into a blanket for or something in the living room, the idea is to get families to enjoy that time together, set some apart to do something a little bit different. They're able to, you know, crank up a fire, maybe some s'mores or something like that. Those are the types of memories that, uh, that particularly, you know, our, our, our children are need. Is when, is when uh, families step out and do something intentionally together, that may be a little bit out of their their, their normal their normal schedule. So we're excited about this year. Uh, I believe we're all over, already over ten thousand families uh, participating, and uh, they're just uh, continuing to flood in today. All right, Mark. Hey, God bless you. We'll send folks over to TrailLifeUSA.com to find out more about your nationwide campout coming up. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, Walker. I'll see you. Bye-bye. All right. That was Mark Hancock, CEO of Trail Life USA. They've been doing this nationwide campout for the last three years. This will be the third annual. <clears throat> and he said they have uh, over 10,000 young boys and families signed up. And I will second what he said about the great outdoors. You know, we all have our different preferences. You know, some folks like to uh, sit behind a computer screen for a little while, play video games or watch uh, your your greatest or your favorite sport or some folks like to go out and golf some like to play disc golf some people like me like to hunt um so we've got all kind of preferences but i will i will will favorite the outdoors and here's why god created all that is around us talking about the outdoors god didn't create our home although God should dwell in our home. Human hands, you know, they put the two-by-fours together. Hopefully you got a good concrete foundation, maybe a conventional. Um, but God created the outdoors. God created the, the heavens and the earth and all that is in it, the beasts that run the fields, the fish of the seas. So we need to be sure that we are in some form or fashion spending time in God's creation. There is something special about it. And it's not because of man. It is all because of our creator and his wonderful creation. So I can affirmatively uh, say that the outdoors are better than the indoors. Why can I say that? Because God created the great outdoors. Uh, Moving to some of our other topics that we'll try to get in the next six or seven minutes. This was a President Biden, and this is this is concerning, and I mean that genuinely, that the president just continues, continues to slip uh, in his speeches and his uh, public appearances. It just is very, very offsetting, to put it mildly, but the president has trouble putting sentences together. And this is the leader of the free world. This is the president of the United States of America that, that's handling very... Uh, stress intense uh, situations, very um, 
very intense diplomatic matters. Uh, you got a massive economy you're dealing with, all kind of bureaucratic agencies, for better or worse. Uh, let's listen to this speech. This is about 30 seconds, clip five. Of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. Wow. You think, you think China and Russia and Iran are watching that tremoring? You think they're shaking in their boots? at the leadership of Joseph R. Biden? No, they're not. And you ask, well, why did why, why all of a sudden did Putin move on Ukraine? Most likely because he, he sensed weakness. But not weakness from a lack of courage standpoint, but weakness from a incapable of doing your job and understanding the situation that we're in as a country that type of weakness. There are different kinds of weakness that root from that, that are rooted in different issues and different personalities and different characteristic traits. But this one is we have an incompetent president who does not give America or the world a sense of comfort, a sense of confidence that he is in charge of the U.S. federal government and the U.S. military. Hence, he can't even get through a speech using a teleprompter, folks. This is the president using a teleprompter in the White House, and he just can't get through the speech, and he's stumbling all over himself. So this is not good. And I told uh, Bobby, we've talked about this during the break a few times, but, you know, I think the Democrats thought he could at least get through the first term. I think that the Democrats, when they propped up Joe Biden in the primary. Remember remember how all this went down, folks? Kamala Harris was polling 1% in the Democratic primary. She's the VP now. 1%. And um, she backed out, and there was probably some backroom deal that happens all the time in politics. So Biden stepped up, you know, won the primary and became the president. But... You've got to believe that they thought he could at least make it the first four years, and then they'll figure it out, and they'll cross that bridge when they get there. That's the old saying. That's what I tell people who are fretting about tomorrow. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. And so I guess the Democrats said, we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. Well, uh, I don't know. I genuinely don't know how this president makes it to 2024. I just don't know how that's physically and mentally possible. I don't know. Maybe he'll surprise me, but this is not looking good uh, for the country. And think about the instability. Think about the instability that not not currently. There's already instability now because we have an administration that just they either they either don't know what they're doing in certain areas or they're intentionally sabotaging the country in other areas. And we've covered it on the show. Um, but think about the instability that's brought about by a president who can't finish out his term. Not just economic, but diplomatically and through other means. Think about the instability. It is not good uh, for the country. But at times, throughout human history, nations are judged 
by their leaders. They are judged by God for the and God uses uh, judgment. Uh, he applies judgment through putting bad leaders, allowing bad leaders to be in charge of certain countries. Uh, one story uh, I also wanted to get to is the Biden administration is requesting $33 billion from Congress to send to Ukraine. Biden wants to send pallets of cash in the form of $33 billion. Okay, I know. They're not literally going to fly pallets of cash. For you literalists out there, (laughs) they're going to wire the money probably from the Treasury Department over to the, you know, the transparent and up and up government of Ukraine, totally tongue in cheek. One of the most corrupt governments in the nation, or in the world, rather. Biden wants to send $33 billion to Ukraine in supplemental funding. Just to put this in perspective, NATO, the entire structure and member countries of NATO, they've only sent $8 billion. Okay, think of how many, how many countries are in, in NATO, like over 20, maybe even over 30 NATO member countries. All of them combined as part of their NATO membership, and by the way, the U.S. is one of the largest contributors to the NATO fund. NATO has committed $8 billion. These are countries, the NATO members, many of them are countries that are within striking distance of Russia. And they've only sent combined $8 billion, and some of that $8 billion is U.S. dollars, by the way. So we're double dipping here. We're funding NATO, we're funding Ukraine through NATO, and then we're funding Ukraine directly. $33 billion. I want to know what's been done with the other billions that we just sent a few months ago. Where did the billions that we just sent not that long ago, where did that money go? Was it used for its purposes? Or did the government in Ukraine get their cut from that money. We'll find out. AFA at the core. See you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.